I was listening to, I guess, in my own doc. Yes, all right. I was listening. Uh, Brother Jimmy was up here singing. And before he sang, he talked about the man that had, uh, he said he found it was, that was ugly. And uh, uh, his wife done like that. It's a tall man, you know. And uh, he didn't tell you about him and I going hunting. And uh, was out hunting together. And game one walked up and said, hey, you fellas have had your kill, had you? I said, yes, sir. He said, we got, you got 15 squirrels and rabbits. He said, uh, what y'all shooting with? I said, we kill them with ugly. He said, you kill them with ugly? I said, yes, sir. About that time, a squirrel jumped out of that tree to that tree. And I said, Ugh. He said, I ain't never seen nothing like that before. He said, who is that down there behind the tree? I said, that's Brother Jimmy. He said, do he, he, he do that too? I said, yes, sir. He said, why is he behind the tree? I said, because he tears them up too bad. <laughs> I had to get you a chance. I appreciate you, Brother Jimmy. You, you did that. You set that whole thing up. I really appreciate Brother Toy and thank God for the first lady of this house and what a blessing it is to be here. I finally got the name right. Uh, the first time I've called y'all Pleasant uh, Hill and Pleasant, I, everything except Pleasant View. And uh, Brother Choice, I got through preaching. He said, really? I don't even know who I, the church I pastor. He said, you've called it so many different names. I don't know who we are. And it's about like that one time I took a, a preacher went out soul winning with me. He called me up and said, Brother Stick, can we go soul winning together? I, he said, I want to go with you for about a month. I, we met every Saturday for a month, just going out soul winning, knocking doors. His name is Brother Tommy Long. And every time we go, I called him Brother Tommy somebody else for one solid month. He said, you know what I did? He told me the last week, he said, I went home and pulled out my birth certificate. He said, Cause, <laughs> to make sure I was who I thought I was. <laughs> Well, I tell you what, how many glad to say tonight? Say amen. Well, I'm going to give you something tonight. I, I've been sitting there wrestling about what God wanted tonight, which way he wanted me to go, and I feel like I've got peace on it now. I just got in. I preached, Matt and I just flew in yesterday. I think it was well, yesterday. We flew back in from Chattanooga, Tennessee. I preached out there Monday and Tuesday at Temple Baptist Church, and we flew out, flew back in. I'm going to preach to you tonight, and then I'm going to catch a plane in the morning, head to Atlanta, Georgia. I'll be down there the Saturday night. Uh, so I just, it's been one of these weeks, but God is still able. And so I want you to grab your Bibles tonight. Look at Mark chapter number 4, verse number 35. Mark chapter 4, verse number 35. When you find your place, let's stand together out of respect of the word of God. Mark chapter number 4 and verse number 35. Mm. Lord, y'all got me all stirred up. I feel, I feel one coming on, Lord God. Mm. Watch this now. The Bible said in verse 35, And the same day when evening was come, he said to them, Let us pass over unto the other side. And when they had sent away the multitude, they took him even as he was in the ship. And there was also with him of the little ships. And there rose a great storm of the wind. And the waves beat into the ship. So there was now full. And he was in the hiding part of the ship asleep on the pillow. 
And they wake him and said to him, Master, carest not that we perish? And he arose and rebuked the wind and said to the sea, Peace, be still. And the wind ceased and there was a great calm. And he said to them, Why are you so fearful? How is it you have no faith? And they feared exceedingly and said one to another, What man of man is this? And even the wind and the sea obey him. Good God, that's preaching right there. But come into verse 38. He was in the hand of the ship, asleep on a pillow. And they awake him and said to him, Master, carest thou not that we perish? Well, tonight, I'm going to give you a little something here tonight that uh, I'll make you uh, take your shoes off if you got them on and make you put them on if you got them off. But I'm going to talk to you on this thought tonight. Somebody better wake Jesus up. Somebody better wake Jesus up. Lord, let's pray together. Father, I want to thank you for your goodness and your grace. I thank you for the sweet Holy Ghost of God that's in this house tonight. I pray, Spirit of God, you'd bind every demon. I pray you'd bind every devil in hell. I pray anybody sitting in this place tonight lost, bring them under conviction and save them by the grace of God. I pray, God, you heal somebody, deliver somebody, free somebody, change somebody, help somebody, for your God is able to do exceeding abundantly for all that we can even ask or think. I realize every day I live, you don't have to have me, but I sure got to have you. I pray most of all, Spirit of God, help us to walk out this place different than the way we came in. And everything you do, we'll be careful to praise you and to thank you and to give you glory. Access in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. I'm going to try not, I'm not a long-winded preacher. I'm going to try not to be long tonight. I'm going to try to jump in here. I, I don't know. <laughs> Glory to God. Y'all got me so stirred up now. I, I, you know, uh, you, it's hard. Sometimes you get the fish telling. It's hard to keep a car in the road when it's fish telling. I, I, y'all got me fish telling. And so I don't know what this thing going to do. But I'm glad. I, I, I want to share something with you tonight. I just want to begin by saying this tonight. One of the greatest weapons of the devil. Uh, it's against you and I are uh, so consumed about what we don't have that we don't even take God to praise him of what we do have. I promise you tonight, if you go home and write down all your negative stuff and then start writing all your positive stuff and you'll find that every time you'll spend more time shouting and then you will pouting. I don't know about you tonight. I'm too blessed to be stressed. I'm too annoyed to be disappointed. Uh, hey, anybody in the house that's got anything to praise God for. Anybody in the house got anything to raise your hand for. Anybody in the house that's glad you're not going to hell. Say amen right there. Now watch this. Boy, I take it easy, boy. Come in. You can do this. I know you can. Watch this now. Whoa, glory to God. Take it easy now. Come in. Watch this. Now, in our, I want to tell you something I found out, Brother Jimmy, by studying the word. Our God wants us to live a supernatural life. Because he's a supernatural God. That gives us a supernatural book that produces supernatural things. So here's how I do it, my brother. He will create situations that you and I can't fix in the natural. 
and the cause you to get down on your knees and pray to him in the supernatural. And then he'll show up in the supernatural and do what you can't do in the natural to show you and I he can do more in a moment and we can do the rest of our lives. Anybody believe that? Say amen. amen. Now watch this now. Here's one of these situations in the Bible. In our text tonight, I want to show you this situation. I said he'll create a situation that you and I can't fix in the natural. And then he'll show up in the supernatural and do what we can't do in the natural to show us he can do more in a moment than we can do the rest of our lives. Now watch this now. Look at verse number 35. Watch this. The Bible said in verse 35, I said the same day uh, when it was evening, there was come. Uh, he said to them, let us pass over unto the other side. Notice, he don't never send you nowhere uh, by yourself. Uh, look what he said, let us. Uh, he said, now we're going to the other side. But I'm not going to let you go by yourself. Uh, let us go to the other side. Oh, somebody in the house ought to thank God for that. And God said, let us go over to the other side. He ain't going to send you by yourself. He said in Hebrews 13, 5, I will never leave you. I'll never forsake you. There's time you can't see God. But God always sees you. Am I right about that? <laughs> let us go to the other side. Now watch this. I'm going to give you three things here. That will bless your heart. Number one, listen, let me tell you this. If you're taking notes, if he sends you over, how you don't have to worry about going under. If he sends you over, how you don't have to worry about going under. If God sends you over, how you don't have to worry about going under. I am I right about that? I said if God sends you over, how you ain't got to worry about going under. Let me tell you something. <laughs> Lord, have mercy. <laughs> I... I I was, a friend of mine was down here at the bus station, old bus station in Charlotte, and he was passing out tracks and soul winning preacher. And while he was down there, he was standing there, and here come a man run passing and got back up between the buildings. And police officers came. I said, you see a man run down through here? They said, yeah, he's in between that building. And he kept witnessing. After a while, they bought him out, had cuffs behind him, and they bought him out, put him in the police car. Now, I'm going somewhere with this. And what he had done, he went to the Hilton Hotel and ate him a big old steak and a baked potato and a salad and got him dessert and didn't have no money. And he jumped up and ran out of the building and that's why the police were chasing him. One thing I'm going to tell you something. I've been saved for 34 years by the amazing grace of God and what I'm doing right now, it was designed by the hand of God. I want you to know you'll never see my Jesus ever running down the street and the police looking for him because God ordered something that he can't pay for. If God ever orders something, you can rest assured he can pay for what he orders. And if God send you over, you ain't got to worry about going under. I said if God send you over, you ain't got to worry about going under. Am I right about it? Come in there. <laughs> Let me tell you something. Let me show you something. Let me show you the kind of faith that you're going to have, you need to, all of us need to have. Look at Romans, hold your place in Mark. Look at Romans chapter 4, verse number 21, 20 and 21. We need this kind of faith like Abraham has. Because when God sends you over, how you don't have to worry about going under. Look what the Bible said about Abraham's faith. The Bible said in verse 20, he said he, he staggered not 
at the promise of God through unbelief, but was strong in faith, had given glory to God, had been fully persuaded that what he promised, uh, he was able also to perform. The Bible said Abraham didn't stagger around at God's promise, but he was fully persuaded that God promised it, that God could do it. Whatever God orders, God can pay for. If God sends you over, whatever God told you to do, if God told you to go over, you go hand over. Because bless God, God, he'll never send you by himself. If he sends you over, you'll never go under. Am I right about it? Number two. I'm going somewhere. Go back to Mark. Ah, oh, boy, this is good. When it, <laughs> I ain't got where I want to go yet. I'm taking you somewhere. Mm. Watch this, number two, if you're taking notes. Uh, the, write this down. The journey may not be smooth, but God has got you in his groove. I said the journey may not be smooth, but God got you in his groove. I said the journey may not be smooth, but God got you in his groove. You see, when he send you over, you ain't got to worry about going under. And sometimes the journey, it's not smooth. But he got you in his groove. Ah, uh, come in now. Let me show you something. Uh, uh, some of you sitting here tonight, and you wondering why I'm the world. I'm trying to do what God called me to do. I'm trying to go where God want me to go. But it seems like every time I turn around, I'm in this storm. I'm in this storm. I'm fighting this battle. I'm fighting this battle. You can't understand. Come up here. Let me tell you why. I said, let me tell you something. What you're going for through tonight, it's, it is for you, but it's not about you. I said it's for you, but it's not about you. Let me show you what I mean. Look at this. The Bible said in verse, uh, verse number, uh, uh, verse number thirty-six. And when he had sent away the multitude, uh, he took them even as he was in the ship. Now, watch this close class. There were also with him other little ships. And there was arose a great storm of the wind, and the waves beat into the ship, so it was now full. Come in, class. Notice something now. Jesus tells disciples, "And uh, we're going to the other side." And when they get inside the boat, they ain't got to worry about going, I don't care, the boat is now full. And the storm has come up, and this, the boat is full of water, and there they were in the boat, and the Lord told them to go over, and yet they're in the middle of a storm, one of the worst storms ever been in their lives, after God told them to go over. Let me tell you something. If you notice something, there were some other little ships that was watching the big ship and trying to see how they were going to handle the storm. I want you to know right now, there's people on your job that's seen you lose your job. There's people you used to work with. They've seen you go through divorce. They've seen you go, uh, your children break your heart. And some of you right now feel like you're going to lose your mind, feel like you're going to go crazy. I say to your child of God, this ain't no time to go under because God's taking you over and the journey may not be smooth but God got you in his groove am I right about it I'm going to tell you something <laughs> I, 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 I'm trying to save some time but uh, back last year April I had a man I, I tell, I'll make it short I had a man lie on me make and pretend like he done some brother done some sheetrock work for us and, and studying and said I owed him $20,000 and wouldn't pay him. 
put letters out all over the community, put a sign in the back of his truck and said, I lied, stole money from him. I tell you right now, good God, my flesh wanted to fight back. My flesh, got, I had to hold the men back in the church. Everybody else, he protested the church for one solid month. Sit across the street hollering, calling me a thief, calling me a liar, calling me all kind of names. My wife crying said, baby, that's for 34 years. Now you've been saved by the grace of God. And 30 years last year, have you been passing this church and tried to have integrity and tried to be an honest man and walk with God? Yet this man is destroying your testimony. I said, oh boy, my flesh, I feel like Popeye. Feed five full farm. I had all I could stands. I couldn't stand no more. But I had a word of God. I had Exodus 14, 12. Where God said, hold your peace. I, he said, the Lord will fight for you. And no weapon formed against you. I shall be able to prosper. And when the enemy comes in like a flood, I raise up a standing against him. And in that one month, we had 50 people saved and 50 joined the church. Here's a miracle. Watch this now. One of our ladies had been teaching Sunday school for 10 years and her husband bring up in the front of the church and let her out. She come in, church is over, he pick her back up. Well, after he saw this going on, when he pulled up, this man protesting, he, he stopped for the first time in 10 years, came inside to see how I was going to deal with something like that. And when he came inside, he sat right down in the lap of the Holy Ghost. And when I preached the word of God and gave them invitation. Here he come down the aisle and getting saved by the grace of God. It was for me, but it wasn't for me. God put himself on display in my life to reach somebody else and God is putting himself on display in your life to help somebody else. You hear me tonight? Say amen. amen. <laughs> Watch this. I, I'm, I'm not, I don't know a whole lot about eating, bro. Preacher. I know this. Somewhere around here, y'all got a main street in uptown. It might not be but two or three stores, but y'all got a main street and an uptown. <laughs> and when you walk down Main Street, y'all got stores on each side of Main Street, and they got they got mannequins in the windows. Women's clothes, men's clothes, sports attire. Why do those companies put all that stuff inside the windows when you're walking by? It's to get your attention so that you'll stop and say, boy, I like that suit. I like that dress. I like those shoes. Because they know if they can draw you in the inside, you'll find that's a whole lot more on the inside than what you see on the outside. And God lets you and I, he puts himself on display in our lives. And he lets us seem like we're coming right to the edge. And folks think that we're going under. But bless God, I want you to know, if he sends you over, you don't have to worry about going under. And the journey may not be smooth, but he got you in his groove. Because it's not about you, but it's about the king of glory. God is using you to reach somebody else. I tell you, my friend, tonight, it ain't no time to give up. Ain't no time to throw in the towel. Ain't no time to quit. Jesus said, upon this rock, I'll build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. Somebody help me. <laughs> Come here. I'm going somewhere with this. <laughs> I got to get there. There's people sitting here tonight. And when the storm, I, isn't it amazing how quick a storm can come? Some of you, y'all been in the glory all week long, having a wonderful time. It seemed like out of nowhere, like a flash of lightning. You're right in the middle of a storm. Pick up your phone. Somebody's sick. Somebody got hurt. Somebody's gone crazy. Somebody's done this. Right in the middle of a storm. 
But I'm going to tell you something. God is using the storm to put himself on display in your life. Because there's people around you who think that you're going under. But if God ever told you to go over, you ain't got to worry about going under. Now, your journey may not be smooth, but he got you in his group. Me and Matt was flying out to Montana. I back in June to preach the word of God. I flew from Charlotte to Denver, got from Denver going to Montana. We got over those mountains, and that plane started shaking. But before it ever started shaking, the captain came on the, on the thing and said, Look, I can see some turbulence up here ahead of us. I'd make sure your seatbelt's on and said, don't worry about a thing. When we hit the turbulence, say everything's already all right. He let us know ahead of time. He already let us know that when we got the turbulence, I had peace in the middle of the turbulence. Why? Because he told me ahead of time. He said, I got this turbulence ahead of you, but I got the turbulence. The Lord told them ahead of time, let us go over to the other side. And he said, the journey may not be smooth. I got you in the groove. Anybody know what I'm talking about? Say amen right there. Now, come here. Number three. <laughs> uh, number three. I've said number one. Is if he sends you over, you don't have to worry about going over, under. I said number two, the journey may not be smooth, but he got you in his groove. I said number three, you better wake Jesus up. Look at verse 38. When that storm hit them, the Bible said he was in the higher part of the ship, asleep on a pillar. They said, wake him. I said, master, Carest thou not that we perish? Get the picture glass. Jesus is laying back in the back of the ship, and the ship is full of water. He's laying back there on the pillow, just camped out, and the ship is slapped full of water. And they wonder why he ain't getting up. He back there on the pillow in the middle of a storm. I want you to know to my friend tonight, he's sitting back there in the middle of that storm, and he's right laying on the pillow. And watch this now. You said, preacher, how could he sleep on a pillar right in the middle of the storm? He's trying to teach him. I can give you peace in the middle of a storm. You said, how could he do it? Because what you think the storms, who created the storm? Uh, who created the ocean? Who created the wind? Uh, he's the one that made it all. And that's why he, he, he come back and say, hey, don't you care that we're going to perish? Jesus said, do what? We're going to perish with me on board. <laughs> with me on board, we're going down. He said, Lord, hey, that's enough of that. He said, hey, y'all quit now. Peace. And the wind said, I'll see you later. <laughs> Look now, be still. And like a puppy, he put his, the water put his tail between his legs and just laid out. Why? Because he made it all. Ah, if you made it, you can tell it what to do. Am I right about it? How oh, good God. Come in there. <laughs> uh, let me tell you something. The people sitting here tonight, and I'm trying to get through this message because I ain't got where I want to get yet. I'm not going to turn it on because what I'm going to tell you, you already know it. So I'm going to quote it to you to save some time in just a moment. But watch this now. Uh, there's people sitting here tonight. Uh, you have. You better go wake Jesus up. I can hear some of you asking now uh, tonight. Lord, don't you care about my finances? Don't you care about my children? Don't you care about my car payment? Don't you care about my house rent? Don't you care about my relationship? Don't you care about this peer pressure? 
I'm a teenager. Don't you care? Oh, yes, God does care. First Peter 5, 7 said, cast all your care on him because he cares for you. I want you to know, bless God, he does care. How many know God cares? Say amen. Watch this. He said, peace, be still. Now, I want to give you, you said, preacher, did they make it to the other side? Did they make it to the other side? I want to show you the real reason he wanted to go to the other side in the first place. Now, here's where it really rich right here. I'm going to give you three little simple things. I'm going to cause you know the stories, and I'm going to have me a few conniptions along the way, and then I'll be done. He said, what's a conniption? That's a bunch of fits together. Look at chapter 5, verse 1, uh, Mark 5, verse 1. Did they get to the other side? The Bible said, and they came over until, tell me the rest, class, until the other side. And they, they got over to the other side. <laughs> Why? Because when God sends you over, you ain't got to worry about going under. Pleasant View, can I tell you something? God is the one that ordered this church. And you didn't got to worry about it going under because God's the one that's sending it over. Now, the journey may not be smooth, but he got you in his groove. And when you get to a place that you feel like everything's crashing, you go wake Jesus up. Don't be scared. Say, Lord, I can't do this. I can't do this on my own. I, I, go ahead and be honest about it. Uh, hey, just go ahead and be truthful. Hey, I hope this don't never happen to nobody in here. But if the police ever pull you over, the first thing they say is they think, hey, get your hands up. What is putting your hands up? That's a sign of surrender. You know why we come down to the house of God, raise our hands up while the preaching, while they're singing, we're just saying, God, I can't, but I know you can't. God, I can't turn this smile. I can't pick, fix my family. God, I know you can. I can't bring my children home, but I know you can. I can't turn these finances around, but I know you can. I said, I can't, but God can. I said, I can't, but God can. Can he do it, church? Yeah. <laughs> Watch this. They get to the other side. What's on the other side? Number one, <laughs> he, he wants to show us three things on the other side. First of all, that he can fix a busted up family. <laughs> when he gets to the other side, uh, I, for the sake of time, I told him I'm going to quote it to you. Give me about 10 minutes or so and I'll be done. 15 at the most, 20 at the latest. But I'm going to quit a little bit. When he gets to the other side, Watch this now, my brother. There was a maniac of Gadara, a man possessed with legions of devils. Couldn't nobody bind him. Couldn't nobody tame him, even with chains. And he just break him like there wasn't nothing. I know the man had at least 2,000 devils in him. Because when, when the devil said, can we go into the swine? Uh, 2,000 swines went down the bottom of the hill and choked, hung them, and drowned it in the water. Boy, you don't want to miss this right here. Now watch this now. I know these babies got to go to bed, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take it easy. And God will give you a double dose. Now I, 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 I'm looking at these little ones back here. I know they got, I passed, I've been passing for 31 years this year, and, I, and I've got hundreds of them. But I'm gonna, you don't want to miss, this is the good part. If you miss everything else I got to say, you hold on this right here. Watch this now. <laughs> now, they get over there, and, and, and he's possessed with legions of devils. And listen, that's the first thing it does, brother. When the devils, now, they choked, hung, and committed suicide. 
And notice the devil is trying to get some of you maybe sitting here tonight to commit suicide to kill yourself. But I'm going to tell you something tonight. You don't have to kill yourself. Whenever God gets ready for you, he'll take you. You don't have to take you. You say, preacher, you don't know what kind of mess I got going on in my life. I know this. If God was done with you, you wouldn't woke up this morning. But the very fact that God let you wake up one more day is a sign that God is not through with you yet. Am I right about it? Now come here. <laughs> this man had tried everything. They couldn't hold him. One day when Jesus come walking up, the Bible said in verse 6, he run, <laughs> fell down at the foot of Jesus. I said, Jesus, that's son of David, would you have mercy on me? And the Bible said Jesus reached down and drop kicked the devil on the outside, backed up and sat down on the inside. And the next time you saw him, he was sitting at the feet of Jesus, clothed in his right mind. Oh, listen to me now. He said, I'm going with you. He said, go home. And tell how great things the Lord done for you. I can see him now. As he's heading home. Yes. <laughs> I can see him heading down the road. <laughs> Whoa, glory to God. <laughs> I ain't much of a single preacher, but I'm going to try to hit a note. You might have helped me a little bit on this. But I can see him now because he's heading home saying, Once my soul was astray from the head. Way. I was wicked and vowed as can be. Then my Savior in love gave me peace from above when he reached down his hand for me. Oh boy, I can see him now. Boy, he, he come knocks on that door and, his, and he, he's been tearing the door, kicking it down, beating his wife, beating his children. He looked at the door and he said, who said, he said, your daddy? And you said, Bobby's daddy. He said, hide, baby's hide. Your daddy's here. Her baby's here. And they hear sweetheart. Her baby. Honey. Sweetie. Sweetie. Baby. Honey. Go see, is that your daddy? What happened to him? He's standing up, big old tears running down his face. Said, honey, you can go ahead and open the door. Not the same man that's coming home. Ain't the same man that's coming out. That, coming, that came home. Ain't the same man that went out. I met a man called Jesus. He took my mess and made a miracle out of me. Anybody in the house that know Jesus took your mess and made a miracle out of you. I said, anybody in the house know Jesus took your mess and made a miracle out of you. Somebody help me now. Good God, I got time. I ain't got time to stay there. I told you I won't be long. Watch this now. I see, I see Jesus leaving now. He's trying to get, because two stories over, there's a young little, a little girl named Tabitha that's sick. Her mama saw that she was sick. She said, somebody, go get Jesus. Somebody, go get Jesus. That's what we need to be crying back in our nation. Somebody, go get Jesus. That's what we need to be crying in our community. Somebody, go get Jesus. That's what we need to be crying in our families. Somebody, go get Jesus. That's what we need to be crying back in our churches. Somebody, go get Jesus. Am I right about it? But between the maniac and Tabitha, Jesus is on his way to Jairus' house. 
And a lady is sitting on her front porch. She ain't nothing but skin and bones, and she's just waiting to die. All of a sudden, she hears this noise. They said, what's the noise? She said, what's that noise, babies? She said, they said, this Jesus of Nazareth is passing by. This Jesus of who? Is passing by. She said, that's the one I've been waiting on. <laughs> she said, that's the one. Ain't he the one to open the blinded eyes? Yeah. Cleanse lepers? Yeah. Told that storm when they, when they shut up and when to quit? That's him. That's the one. I don't want to get out here. <laughs> Bruh. I don't want to get out because I told you I'm going to quit here in a minute. But I don't want to get out somewhere. But can you, can you imagine Mary trying to give Jesus a bath and he walking on the water? <laughs> quit that. <laughs> I ain't going to mess with that. <laughs> That's a commercial. But I see the woman, she coming down, and, and she said, I got to get in that crowd. They all around him. She said, get back. She said, I, I got to get him. I got to have him. And she got down on her knees and called to the crowd. She said, he's the bread of life. I don't have to have the whole loaf. I can just get me a crumb, fall from his table. She reached down, touched the hem of his garment. And boy, she got hit mm, with miraculous power. Jesus said, somebody touch me. And they said, what you mean? The disciples said, somebody touch you. He said, a virtue left my body. He said, what is, you know what virtue is? I looked it up and I got a conniption. So what's that? It means miraculous power. Listen, this socket right here, you can't see the juice in it, my brother, but you take something metal and put it in it, you know you got hit with it. <laughs> and one thing you can tell good God I'm trying to quit brother y'all have parades up here you know when you have a parade if you don't even go to the parade you can go when the parade is over you, you can tell it's been there it leaves the evidence behind and anytime somebody popsicle sticks popcorn candy wrapper anybody that's ever been hit with miraculous power hey how you are the evidence that Jesus left behind somebody said how you know that he's been by my way if you knew what I was before I met him you'd understand why I love him so somebody help me up in here he said woman I'm trying to quit get the chairs I'm done he said, woman, go home. Your faith has made you whole. And I can hear her singing. She go home. You might help me again. I can hear she going home. And she's singing. He, she's made whole all and spent every dime she had at the doctor. And she sang her little old song on the way home. So y'all can go in that crazy you want to. But he touched me. Oh, he touched me. And oh, the joy. That floods my soul. Something wonderful happened. And now I know he touched me and made me old. Shackled by a heavy burden beneath the load of sin. And shame. Then the hand of Jesus touched me, and now.
say. That happened. You come on now, sing it with me. He touched me. Oh, he touched me. Oh, oh, the joy that floods my soul. Something wonderful happened, and now I know he touched me and made me. <laughs> that ever happened to anybody here? Say amen. <laughs> Glory. Come here, I got to quit. <laughs> now he's at Jairus' house. Tabitha's dead now. Everybody's in there crying. He walks up and knocks on the door. And they open the door up and say, what are you here for now? Why didn't you come while she was sick? Now she's dead. He said, she ain't dead. She just slipped. <laughs> Do what? The girl is dead. He said, she ain't dead. She's just sleeping. <laughs> this guy's crazy. <laughs> He's a nut. He said, I'll tell you what, I want all the doubters out and all the shadows in. <laughs> Quit holy boy. Hey, I want all the doubters out and the shadows in. He walked over to him. You read this in Mark 5. Damsel, he called the name. Arise. And, Tams, and Tabitha stepped over out of her casket. And I, her mama sent to the funeral home. Undertaker come to the door. Yes, Miss Jarris, y'all call for me, Mr. Jarris. She said, hello. He said, who are you, baby? He said, I'm the one that used to be dead. Tell me, do what? <laughs> yeah, I don't know much about it, but mommy didn't say that she tells somebody go get Jesus and say, and he come. And everybody laughed and said, I was dead. But he just told me to get up, and I got up and said, Mommy, want you to know you can take your casket, and you can take y'all flowers, and you can take all y'all stuff back. I ain't. <laughs> hey, let me say this and have a conniption and quit. You don't know how many times that you was in the hospital, that you flipped that car, that bullet came by your life and you know all these times you had these accidents and should have been gone a long time ago. That was a devil already trying to have your funeral but God stopped by to let the devil know it ain't over until God said that it's over. I said it ain't over until God said that it's over. I said it ain't over and God said that it's over. I said it ain't over and God said it's over. I said it ain't over and God said it's over. Already wrote a death sentence over your children, over your wife, over your husband, over your business, over your church, over your ministry. He's already told you it's over. But I stopped by to tell the devil, Jesus wanted to show them it ain't over until God said that it's over. <laughs> Let's bow our heads. Father, I want to thank you tonight for your goodness and grace. I praise your holy name for your wonderful people. God, you sent me up here tonight to let your people know. Let that man of God know. Let that lady of God know. Let that teenager know. Let that mom and dad know. Let that business owner know. Let that young person know that if you ever send us over, we don't have to worry about going under. 
And the journey may not always be smooth, but you got us in your groove. And Father, if we get to a place that we know that we can't do it, we need to wake Jesus up. Because on the other side of what we're dealing with right now, you're going to use the situation that we're going through to fix a busted up family. 